0: journey there's no final destination
1: local and worldwide
2: Hi guys! What's up? It's good to be back catching up with Roberto, what's been going on and we are headed because summer is over but that means Amsterdam dance event is coming up since I shifted my focus this summer and decided to focus on what I really love clubwear label Johnny blood and I started working on their launch event during we are organizing events merging the worlds of fashion and music and it's long-standing cultural link but more about that later
0: hello everybody welcome back it's october the 5th 2023 you're listening to the decisive podcast episode number 89 (laughs) brodo ingram here i'm so excited today to have my friend back on the show claire granloon today we have a special ade presentation which includes myself claire mike and lizzie from johnny blood in amsterdam yes We will be discussing a lot about what's about to occur. We will listen to Claire's mix, DJ mix. She created for us as she does gracefully all the time. I will be interviewing them both and we will discuss a lot about talent, music, fashion, life, and of course, creativity. So those of you that just joined or never heard Decisive before and you're here now, welcome to the podcast just a note unfortunately the johnny blood team micah and lizzie was unable to attend the live interview with claire and i but they recorded their interview at fashion week and we're excited to know exactly what they have to say about the brand and what they have to say about nocturnal Muse on october the 20th at johnny blood studio at the school okay with that said let's get on with it let's get the lowdown from claire granloon from Sisukas and Johnny Blood Team for The Decisive Podcast, episode number 89. Let's get it. Let's get into it. Let's go. 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 Claire, welcome back to The Decisive Podcast series. How are you doing today? What's going on? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Stressed out trying to get ready for you.
2: yeah me too (laughs) ready for you
0: (laughs) you got you got a lot you got a lot of stuff going on lately uh it's been a while i guess we've seen each other when the last time was at ade and i had we finally had a chance to sit down and kind of like chill and have some was it dinner right
2: yeah yeah we did actually yeah i remember i was a bit i was not really participating last years ADE because i was sick but i was like i need to see you
0: <laughs> i'm so glad
2: yeah i make some s- special exceptions
0: for some you know <laughs> you know everybody claire and i we met each other accidentally a while ago i'm not going to go back into the history of, but because you can check the older podcast because we talked about that but we <laughs> gained a really cool friendship creative relationship and really at a time where it was difficult for people to kind of chat and hang out because of COVID but and we're still friends and hanging out to this day as creatives and it's so exciting to have her back on the program under different circumstances (laughs) and maybe even better for her so um, welcome back to the Decisive Podcast Series and it's been about a year since we caught up but over the years it's been really um, amazing um, to be able to stay in a line with you and, and it's glad to be reunited together this year at ADE again for a special mm-hmm. collaboration event with you and Johnny uh, Blood, the Fashion Forward brand, and uh led by the duo Lizzie and Micah are the backbone of Johnny Blood. Okay, yes. Got that correct. Um, <laughs> and everyone, Claire is curating this event And we'll learn more about that later But I just, this is just a kind of informal introduction And um, she's invited me to spin some tunes with, Alongside with some other great talent that she uh, has invited there Which is, it's about how many of other DJs?
2: I think we're seven? Seven of them, yeah, woohoo! And, and I, I have to tell you we might even be, we have some slots open because there's a lot of people in town and we also want to keep it open. Some stuff going organically, maybe some people will play as well who will be visiting, so uh, who
0: knows? Uh, baby, I hope I'm not opening, I'm just kidding. And it, it's a—it's going to be a cool gathering of a, a lot of creative minds uh, celebrating fashion, art, beats and uh, also uh, again, masterfully created by the masterminds Lizzie and Micah. So, with that said, everybody, please welcome Claire Guarnin. <laughs> this is kind of a interview thing. I'm not gonna call it an interview. I'm gonna call it a conversation. We're gonna discuss some details about Claire and and get some more input from since the last podcast. Uh, we I guess we haven't really we don't even know where you stand these days since it's been a while as far as your mm-hmm. artistry and your work and what drives you and what keeps you motivated because uh, at first you were a model and then you started doing some other things we're going to get into that so my, but my first question going to be to you is kind of which i've never asked and i don't know why i've never asked this but <laughs> who is claire grand and what makes her tick what what are you all about who are you
2: Well, I guess there's many answers to that question, actually. But lately, uh, I've been thinking about the following. I kind of have a nickname, like (laughs) people call me Nokia, because I'm Finnish and I'm a connector, you know? (laughs) I'm always, always connecting people. And um, yeah, I'm also very much in line with my Finnish roots. For example, my uh, music platform is called Sisukas and sisu is it's like a word that's you can't really translate but it basically means that you will go through a stone and do it so that's also really fits with me and i think that's why it's very much in line i i never knew what
0: sussicus was
2: you know there's some good f1 drivers finish one well maybe more back in the days and there's there's an interview with one of them also explaining this finish yeah skill basically
0: okay and And more about you what makes you tick? what what you went to school and studied
2: I studied basically, um, I did art school. I also studied all around styling, so that's also more about trend watching and forecasting, where I was also working for an agency in Paris and for a platform from New York. Now more focused on content creation, so I'm doing production for photo shoots, uh, which I really like and what uh, allows me to travel as well. Um, But what takes me is, yeah, like I said before, uh, the connecting part and uh, the creation part as well. And, yeah, actually also the part before, really the development of a concept. And, well, we'll talk more about it later, Mm. but that's why it's so nice to work with Johnny Blot, because I've been involved uh, from the start. Mm -hmm. It only makes sense to translate this launch event into, yeah, something greater,
0: actually. When did you start DJing?
2: 2013.
0: Yeah. And why?
2: Well, I was traveling a lot for modeling and I was always connecting with people while I was traveling because I was alone a lot and often it was music that connected me to people and yeah, meeting like-minded people in clubs, in record stores, guys from uh, Fonica Records, shout out to them, it was like my local hangout. And um, it always made my trips uh, also just uh, nicer, more pleasant. Uh, So I was always obsessed with music. I have this passion just like my dad, but then I never learned to play an instrument either. So I was like, I really want to learn DJ. So I started doing that in 2013, first shortly be part of a duo with uh, another guy. And then uh, I went solo in 2014, uh, to really develop my own style and um, yeah, to just really play what I
0: like as well. well. With that said, <laughs> when we first met, I didn't realize that you were so into exploring wide range of genres and rhythms. And uh, Can you share your musical style? Has it evolved?
2: My musical style, yeah. Uh, it has evolved in a way, I guess yeah, you guys will also hear it in the set I made for this podcast, but um, I think nowadays I I get more um, interested in sounds. So it's not specifically about the track, if the track is like, you know, completely what fits to my set, but I try to play with the sounds of just one track and then mm-hmm switch and um, I guess the the you know storytelling is always in there and you can do that a bit more with podcasts than uh, with a club set maybe but then again um, last summer uh, together with 912 we were doing a closing set in Helsinki uh, Stidala and uh, we were playing from 4 to 8 in the morning and man like four hours we went everywhere you know we <laughs> <laughs> We ended up at like 170 BPM, and they were liking all of it. They were loving all of it. Okay, yeah. to end. This.
0: So where'd you begin? Be permitted.
2: Yeah, some some kind of deep house, quite slow, and and also switching from a bit darker to more uplifting. Because if you play for four hours, you have to, you know. Yeah, just keep on changing it up and keep people uh, keep people's attention, especially uh, at that mm-hmm. time, you know? Or in mm-hmm. the morning, mm-hmm. five, six. Mm-hmm.
0: How's your How's yeah. your sound evolved and where do you find yourself today in terms of your artistic creativity? I mean, artistic expression, shall I say.
2: You mean in yeah. music yeah. making? We're
0: talking about your DJing now in your music. Yeah.
2: I mean, I have to be completely honest that I haven't produced any new music in the meantime, but I do really want to get into that, and I think I'm also quite curious if I would make something different now, probably Mm -hmm. I would. Mm -hmm. I've done earlier, uh, but I am busy talking to some record labels to finally release some of the music I made, actually.
0: Mm -hmm. Has your Uh, your DJ musical style evolved, or is it still kind of the same, I mean, in a different different place now yeah.
2: well like I said evolved in a way that for me it's more about like interesting sounds uh, that I find very interesting
0: yeah and what about speed
2: um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> because I, I think it, it goes all over the place but um, I have to be honest okay. what I now see a lot and also with a lot of like Experienced DJs, friends of mine who play all over the place. It's like this new generation say, like, can you play harder, harder? But instead, what I mean is faster. Yeah, I think it's just going faster and faster until there's, uh, you know, sort of uh, anti-movement against it. You know, that's
0: exactly what I thought. I mean, I was correct me if I'm wrong, but I guess I'm old enough to have experienced a lot of. Levels of this music yeah. <laughs> See, and culture from all from hip hop on the way up to techno and drum and bass, even Goa trance. I understand it all. At some point, everyone's going so fast that it seems like it's impossible to do any dancing at all. you just fist pumping or, yeah.
1: or marching <laughs>
0: or, or running or something. Yeah. That for me lost its, I guess, this kind of a togetherness
1: and
2: you know what maybe also sensuality yeah, right i think what i really like about music you can also hear that's that's part of my style
0: hard and fast again i'm i'm a, I'm coming from i'm coming from the dancers dance floor yeah. i'm coming from that aspect yeah. and if i could say so myself i have to dance half time when this when it's, i can't dance full time okay. when you're going unless it's drum and bass i'm, I'm doing you know it's like Drum and bass is up to 170, but to play techno and forward, forward to the floor that fast, my theory is that you go fast long enough, soon you will die.
2: <laughs> you know, but it also resonates a lot with um, our life, lifestyle nowadays, mm-hmm. you know? There's no moment of kind of rest, everything is going faster, needs to be quicker.
0: If you play four hours and then you get to 170, ah, that's something else yeah. from start to finish. Oh. You know, that's something else. You start slow and then you end up at hundred seventy that's something else, but going hundred and seventy for four hours and you I'm you got me. I'm done. <laughs> you know.
2: Yeah, exactly. um,
0: <laughs> your mixture recorded um in the location outside Amsterdam. Give me a glimpse into yeah. your creative world.
2: i had a thought about that. This building was also um yeah, kind of like a deserted old headquarters of the Dutch munition uh, factory Mm -hmm. area, basically this industrial deserted area Uh and it also gave this very dystopian atmosphere
1: Mm.
2: and that affected uh, all of us of course in the time but this place, yeah, it it was like you were in some kind of film, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, yeah that definitely also influenced the music in that way, it was a bit darker
0: I think. How has the environment and surroundings influenced your recent work in sound? Does that make any sense?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I understand your question, but I think it's difficult to answer. Mm, I think it got a bit more positive in a way, yeah. you know, it was dark and dystopian back then, a bit more positive and sensual,
0: mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. sexual, right? right. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, sexual is good. <laughs> but I, <laughs> <laughs> to, to, hear, to hear a woman say it, that's great.
2: Johnny Bloods, um, they have a certain vision uh, that I also see, mm-hmm. um, which influences also um, how I play or what music I play. Uh-huh. Sure. But of course, it's also in line with um, what I play, because that's also why I selected all the DJs for the lineup, in a way, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Your passion with nature and animals is off the charts.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and very well known. <laughs> How does your passion and <laughs> in, in intertwine with, with your music <laughs> today? Is, there, is but- there any connection at all? Every time <laughs> I see you in the woods with your animals... <laughs> Cute. A
2: lot of people have been telling me like, yeah, you're a lot out there, aren't you? And that is like really, um, yeah, that people see that. So it's funny to get this question actually. Well, to be honest, you know, society today is just very much disconnected and dissociated from mm-hmm. the real world, you know? Mm-hmm. So people don't even know what they're actually eating, and let me not, not get started about the digital world. Right. But when I was a kid, I would go to my family in Finland and we would go fishing mm-hmm. um, and live more closely to nature. Mm-hmm. And this need has extremely grown over years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the, the forest is e- equally relaxing uh, to the club, but just other kind of vibrations, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. And
2: it's also an exercise if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, um, yeah, I think it's just very um, important to go more back to the basis. Uh, nature and animals are pure.
0: How do they affect your emotion and themes you explore within uh, your work?
2: Well, uh, earlier we talked about, I think in another podcast we talked about my obsession with mushrooms, but finding them, not yeah, right. necessarily eating them. Right. Yeah, I guess in a way it could translate to it. Um, also, when you like look at trees, their movement, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. quite spiritual in a way, I would say. Yeah, I couldn't put a finger on it. Are you playing a lot? Well, like I said, I just uh, quit being part of a startup. So now I finally have time again to focus more on this again.
0: That's part of your future plans anyway, right?
2: I definitely, uh, that's a goal in life that I really want to release uh, my music. So that's the one. And then together with uh, my platform Sisukas, I just want to yeah curate other talents and maybe more in line with yeah, also other brands, but I think um, especially just showing talents that are kind of underrated as well, you know. I see a lot of the same DJs get booked all over and, um, you know, the DJ market is quite satur- saturated in general, you know. But uh, I think what was cool, what we did during Corona uh, was that uh, we selected a few talents and actually few of them are already playing now in Berkheim in such a fast time and grown into such amazing artists. I I really uh, support that. I'm really proud of those talents.
0: And would Sussikus be a platform for you to continue on? Yeah,
2: but I think it's also in in development, um, like you ask about uh, me, who I am. Uh, Kind of in a way as well, but I think with the platform, I'm also dis- discovering could it eventually be a record label, uh, am I um, going to support young talents and, you know, prep them to be become better ones. Yeah, I think I'm in a discovery of that.
0: So is that DJ management? Agency? Is it only DJs that we're talking about?
2: Well, we're doing a brainstorm here live. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. I have to. Um, I have to decide. I
0: mean, B. You said getting back to the things that you love. Give me, the, give yeah. me a top three.
2: <laughs> well, music number one. <laughs> Connecting people number two, I guess. Yeah, three is I guess inspiration it's yeah being inspired and this can be from going to the going to um, a club to a museum a walk in the forest but it can even go uh, be like going to um oriental Mm -hmm, mm supermarket.
0: and would i should have said four and five because would, would, (laughs) would collaborations be yeah yeah
2: of course but i i mean that's part of the connecting i i believe in collaborating on anything, yeah, on anything basically. Mm-hmm. Not so much focus on competition, but it's better to work together. Could
0: yeah. you name on uh, a hand how many people you would really enjoy collaborating with? To,
2: I have the na- to name yeah. them as well?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Plenty <blast>. I mean, <laughs> I understand you, I understand you, and I'm, I'm digging in deeper because I know it's something you care about, I know it's something you love, but you also have to know who that you would love to be in the arena with in a collaboration with you know, whether it's a clothing line whether it's a DJ organization where it's a you know, that is what I'm getting at do you have that in mind?
2: Um, Actual names, I would have to think about it but I would say like from um, you know, from a radio station to a museum to um, You know, or in fashion, but maybe even like uh, foods, like um, you know, restaurants. Yeah, I like to go on the broad spectrum. Basically. You love food. I also love food. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, we I mean we talked about this a long time before. Everybody, we're all over the place, but it's okay because I understand what she means, and I think that it's a really great spectrum that she's doing. She's trying all these different... She's putting a melting pot of things she's really enjoys. Yeah, and totally. um, for me, food, animals, music, you know, fashion, the open-mindedness, uh, yeah. all these things that you talk about is a great recipe. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, <laughs> now, How that is perceived is another thing. From Claire's eyes is another thing. And Susicus is this Platform?
2: Yes, yeah, Sisukas. Sisukas. C- yeah.
0: Okay, so so you do have a guideline in which direction you suppose to go?
2: I think it is also kind of underground, but it can go a bit commercial sometimes, you know. But I I mean, I specify independence because... Yeah, you see so many nice companies being taken over and um, it's losing its, you know... um, Brand. Exactly. Look at Boiler Room. In the beginning it was a really cool new concept. A lot of people don't really like that anymore.
0: There's another side to that as well, uh, meaning that they started something small. It grew to a point where it has also contributed to... Accepting other people And other things And other styles Yeah Right Now yeah. What I really love What I changed my perception About that is Is that Now we see that There's something for everyone Right May not mm-hmm. be for us But It's get opening doors For other people Which We're all talking about The same thing But it's a, it's a different It's a different Approach And different level So What does that say About the underground And what does that say About independent well it it is it's actually
2: just like in fashion right? people start certain trends and everyone is finding them weird or laughing at them and some people find it cool and it's like me this is what I do yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and eventually it becomes commercial you know
0: okay what is commercial? <laughs> uh, no, I, I understand where you're getting it. We know, both know what commercial means. That's what I'm trying to say is that when you have something that works and everybody enjoys it, and now it's everywhere all the time, that's what commercial is to you? <laughs> I mean, on the real tip, though, on the real, meaning that because I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm, I'm with you on this. I had to back up and say to myself, okay, I seen this I done this now everybody uh, everyone that may have not experienced what we've we're educated but when others start to realize how important it really is then everyone's doing it now this means recreating again Yeah. right so I keep trying to define is there a is there an underground
2: <laughs> there's always an underground uh somewhere even under, under the under the underground <laughs> under the under beneath
0: the ground <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you, you know what? to make the fashion reference again because i know you also want to get into yeah, that we're but getting uh, we're getting um, there. you you also um, see that happening with fashion you see that they now take influences from 70s 90s 80s and now they went back to the 2000s exactly and i feel like there's no real inventing anymore exactly. only recycling recycling is good but like i wonder what will happen next you know
0: you're exactly you're exactly right so it's fashion music anything that has something to do with creativity how easy is it to create something new it's not
2: <laughs> no <laughs> so we're, we're we're actually always influenced even without us realizing sometimes yeah
0: you know and how long does it really take to create something new, you know, create something that you...
2: Yeah, I don't know. For some people, it can take years. Exactly.
0: It know? can take their whole lives. Yeah, huh? totally. So I stopped this kind of thinking and saying, okay, it's great that there's something for everybody, but this is not for me. Or I've grown out of this. Oh, I've seen that before. So how can I be different or how I can better myself yeah
2: but then again i find it quite difficult because everyone is focusing on being different but then they all also look the, the same, same. now you know but i think we just have to t- stay true to ourselves okay, okay. And not not think too much about uh, because yes a- anything has been invented already you know if you're talking about fashion des- designing furniture whatever mm-hmm. um, I think it's just most important to stay true to yourself
0: let's get back in line here what steps are you taking to realize your ambitions <laughs> well I mean, with well, this with this re with this re Claire and what she loves what mm-hmm. steps are you taking to realize those ambitions.
2: I'm now um, taking yeah, more time for myself instead of working. I think that's what I really learned. I was just only working. I didn't see my friends and family, and uh, can you imagine doing something creative, you know, you, you also don't get any inspiration. And uh, I was actually thinking, uh, sounds very cliché, but I, I'm considering to get a coach, actually.
0: Why is that cliché?
2: Because everyone is <laughs> either has or uh, is a coach or uh <laughs> yeah, nowadays.
0: I need a damn coach. I need like three of them. <laughs>
2: I mean, I have my cheerleading team, but I think um, something someone external can uh, even push you further and get to the core. Actually, kind of the questions that you were asking mm-hmm. that I really know is from my core. You mm-hmm.
0: know, mm-hmm. I love to go there. No, and t- sh- did I hear cheerleading team? are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you surprised me? Yeah. A cheerleading team? <laughs> what kind of cheerleading team? <laughs> no,
2: but I have um, my friends and my community um, Yeah, who always support and okay. enjoy okay. what I'm doing musically or organizing these kind of events and um, yeah, so I'm talking about okay.
0: that. What kind of impact do you hope to have on the music scene? in the years coming or is there any ambition at all
2: i mean impact is a strong word but like i said i really want to release my own music and possibly yeah become a platform also for uh, new talents in my vision what
0: what comes first or what is the what is the number one priority to get to one step to the next to the next what is the first priority what are those next steps for you? What is the number one step that you want to achieve first?
2: Yeah, the release my music. It. That's yeah. it?
0: Really? Okay.
2: Yeah. I'm also, okay. you know, I haven't played it for many people, but the people who heard it were like very enthusiastic. So I'm just very curious. Um, yeah, the reaction from the public when it gets out there. Okay, So
0: this means getting back into the studio and relearning and developing your skills on the on the on the equipment software whatever it is right yeah, yeah. we are a little rusty on that one right
2: yeah,
0: or, yeah. I mean do you-
2: yeah, it's okay. but um, I think I would maybe like I said I have the focus in my sets on sounds I would look for external sounds first maybe because that's how wow. I also got inspired to make two other tracks from the first track I made. Mm-hmm. So I would love to experiment with
0: that actually. And who do you see working with you or assisting you to get to the? You have any anybody that you look up to for, you know, for inspiration <laughs> in the studio, skill set type of, and you will enjoy working with?
2: Yeah, it's actually uh, also a lot of. Um, Friends from my uh, community and uh, the DJs I've curated. So um, Enka, he has a nice studio. Nine One Two and our friend Charlton. Charlton. Uh, has a nice studio in Rotterdam. Um, yeah.
0: Charlton, yeah. Know. He, he, <laughs> he, he hit me back. He hit me back the other day. Charlton, how's he? How's he? Do you heard from him lately?
2: yeah yeah he's he's been around and um, i see them
0: skateboarding all the time
2: <laughs> yes and getting uh hurt as well but that doesn't stop him oh.
0: he's a he's a hard <laughs> he's a hard guy yeah. Yeah. um okay let's have some fun here okay um i have some new questions and i like to call yeah. this the speed uh speed q a
1: yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> I want to. I want to try something I haven't done before. So, and I'm hoping that you can answer in like 60 seconds, at maximum. Okay. Uh,
2: Be gentle in, ca- in case of my stuttering. Okay.
0: Nah, you're <laughs> fine. Come on. Um, uh, I will ask you a series of questions, and you just give me a short answer. And uh, how fun is that? Claire, you don't even know what the questions are now.
2: Oh, I will do my best.
0: No, this is going to be fun. Check this out. Here we go. Okay. Your favorite color? Yellow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Best hotel destination? It's not that easy, Mm -hmm. actually. It could be in the woods. It could be in a barn. It could be in a countryside. Mm -hmm. It could be next to mushrooms. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding.
2: (laughs) Well, sorry, it's not a short answer, but people are always like oh i love hotels i don't like hotels to be honest because uh i've been in too many of them so okay. i'd rather have like, airbnb okay there we go okay that's a, that's a good holiday destination, Airbnb. <laughs> oh. i guess like one of the the really nice ones i stayed in was um an island in finland and there was almost nobody there with a sauna, view on the mm-hmm. sea, and like all these glass windows and uh, yeah, so amazing. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, this is a good one, Claire.
2: This is a good <laughs> yeah.
0: one. Nude or wedding dress?
2: <laughs> nude no. I don't know, but, but I'm a sauna baby, so and
0: nude or wedding dress. You gotta pick one of those nude i said okay
2: good wow i I come from sauna culture so it's more natural
0: i I laughed that one because i thought maybe they don't want to get married i mean when they see the first see wedding dress they go oh boy not marriage okay anyway no okay no
2: <laughs> that was the first the first thing that came up in my mind so i'm just okay with that.
0: good okay uh, three most important qualities you have as a dj um no three most important qualities of a dj
2: i think the third should be uh feeling the crowds but it shouldn't be the main thing necessarily uh, I think it's very important that as a DJ that you do also do your own thing and not always please the uh, crowd. Yeah, reinventing yourself with also the music you play, I think that's that's very interesting. And <laughs> the last but not least, that's the number one, is also of course is a skill set of uh, playing. As uh, nowadays it's made very easily. <laughs>
0: absolutely, <laughs> but, <Okay>. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
2: That, um,
0: yeah. Okay. Your favorite club you've ever played?
2: Uh, Radion in Amsterdam. Ooh, that yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's next to the school. It's like the yeah, the best techno club I would say in the Netherlands. Yeah, it's also in this industrial, bear yep. kind kind of vibe, uh building, uh, which has a really nice
0: uh, mood to it as Ryan. well. But, um, yeah. When is, good. when is the last time you've been to Radion?
2: I haven't been in a, quite a long Girls, time. Huh? That.
0: <laughs> I love that place. DJ Bone is o- organizing his further further projects there. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, sorry easy the programmer. i I will come soon, okay?
0: <laughs> well, you need to talk to me about I love I'm follow I love Radion. Okay. Uh, okay. As a child, what did you want to grow up to be?
2: that's actually very funny uh, I want to become a florist I don't know my mom would always go to the markets and then also buy some flowers and I just like the colors and
0: stuff like o- that I okay think. nature animals mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. flowers.
1: yeah okay. yeah
0: <laughs> how would you name your own um, party event I think she's oh, yeah <laughs> yeah okay. After hours or directly to bed?
2: I do sometimes still do the, do the after hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the right.
0: Okay. Tequila or vodka? Uh,
2: I, I can always do a vodka, not always a
0: tequila. <laughs> okay, check this one out. Look behind you, it's... Yeah. So what's back there? It's a monster? It's a gorilla? Look out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I thought actually needed to look behind me. Well, it is not a monster, it's actually uh, artwork. Ah, oh, there we
0: go. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good, <laughs> art. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. So I look behind, if I look back, there's art. Choose know. one dish you will eat forever. Like
2: ecstasy. Oh, I asked this question to a lot of people as well, but I always changed mine, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe just salmon, just yeah. It, yeah, salmon is just really nutritious and yeah, yeah, I will go with that one and very cliché, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: What did you do and you will never do again?
2: That's uh, whew, that's a deep one, I don't regret things really, to be honest. Yeah. It's not a regret. Well, I guess maybe it's coming up with me now, maybe like seven days of a
0: festival. There I
2: Anymore?
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. The last TV show you binged?
2: That's actually a funny one. It's called uh, Mokro Mafia. It's about the drug war, basically, in the yeah. Netherlands. Mm-hmm which is a big big topic. I don't really like uh, Dutch TV shows or uh, films, but this one is really really good. It's kind of the touch uh, the Dutch uh, top
0: boy. I need to know more about your collaboration with Johnny Blood and this fashion gurus. Yeah. like Micah <laughs> and Lizzie. How did you guys come together? Your music plays a pivotal role in this event. Could you tell us about the DJs that are lined up there and uh, their names? How many? How many are there?
2: So we touched up on that earlier. I think we have seven now. Seven DJs. Can you name yeah. them? Yes, Roberto Ingram. Thank you.
0: Thank you for having me.
2: Kat, the- Young Liberace, Giaderza, Enka, Nine One Two. Nine One Two. Me, yeah. So, uh, like I said, uh, this is it for now. But we might be uh, adding some other names uh, later, who knows?
0: How does their music complement the event?
2: So, actually, I've s- selected these DJs because they all have a unique style. Okay. Um, they also all all have, a, you know, a, another place of origin. So one is from New York, uh, Athens, Germany, uh, UK but yet it is music that brings them all together, you know? Uh, but Amsterdam is a melting pot with talents that attracts people from all over the world, also for music. And um, I guess they're, they're all influenced by uh, a lot of different styles, but they're not afraid to play what um, inspires or excites them. And I think that's what overall connects them, and I think that's why it's also a fit. Uh, with Johnny Blood. I mean that—that's exactly what Johnny Blood wants with their brand in fashion. How people express themselves.
0: Uh, Micah and Lizzie, you know them very well, so you know kind of how they work and what complements the brand, right? Mm-hmm. How long yeah. you been working with them?
2: Working, I think, since 2018, mm-hmm. I would say.
0: Nice. So yeah, so you have a really good, <laughs> a really good eye on what they, what what needs to be done. Huh?
2: Yeah, and it's it's always a combination of work and uh, leisure, let's say. It's. And so we would uh, go to Berlin, shoot a campaign, um, and also find these people and the, the right vibe. Uh, same for we went to Brussels, um, yeah. Uh,
0: fashion are also an integri- um, integral part of the uh, component of this event. Um, how does it? How do you see these elements kind of intersecting with the music and uh, to create a cohesive and uh, immersive atmosphere? How does that? What does that look like to you?
2: Um, you mean? Sorry, can you <laughs> repeat that? Okay.
0: How does how does the elements? Uh, you know, because um, fashion and art. You have yeah. Is you have fashion and art? This is an integral component of the event, right? Yeah. yeah. And how does these uh, elements uh, intersect with the music to create a cohesive and immersive atmosphere? How does these How does these pieces? What do you, What is it people are supposed to when they walk in there?
2: Feel,
0: yeah, feel, yeah. yeah.
2: I guess it is about nightlife, and nightlife has always been a place of uh, freedom and inspiration, for example to uh, escape daily life and dress up as uh, extravagant and sensual as you might actually feel. And Johnny Blood is extraordinary in translating those moods Mm -hmm. into their collection and their campaign imagery. So it's the whole mood basically and to develop their collection they also um, get inspiration from art fashion and music it's the, the it's the core of their inspiration as well and and therefore equally uh, important to the events to set the right vibe and for the people to understand what their pieces are about as well
0: Do you, you, you when they walk into a uh, johnny blood party will they feel sensuous yeah. and they feel everyone feels like they they're a part they they're just like me.
2: Well, depends on who you are. Some people might find it um, no, not offensive, but maybe a bit more provocative. Okay. Or like, mm-hmm. oh, I know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would wear this, mm-hmm. but this with these details is like how I potential or strong or confidence, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Because they also have like um, transparent uh, fabrics, and the cool thing is, it's like Matex a jet- uh, the cool thing is, it is a gender fluids co- collection, so it's yeah. There's something for everyone, yeah.
0: Is it mostly women?
2: I mean, gender
0: fluids. Okay, okay, good. Okay, I have to get that in my get that in my head. Um, that we're in moving times. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, and and I noticed in the last year, reading a lot about people are not buying as much new stuff. They're going to second hand and they're recreating uh, clothing and and uh, the, the um, second hand stores and designers are really booming at the moment. Is that so?
2: That is true. And the cool thing is that Johnny Blood actually also uses vintage pieces okay. uh, as a base to make something cool and new. So they also do that and a lot of Ah, uh, made to order and um, working with that stock. So in that way, being as sustainable as possible.
0: That's in, that's really interesting to me. To be honest, that's really interesting to me because I'm looking shopping for new clothes and some of the stuff you're just going like, okay. And then there's some stuff I just want to be normal. I don't want to be. I just want. To, I just want a fucking pair of shoes.
2: But if you go for for to Johnny Blunt, you're not going there to be normal. Yeah. That's one thing, that is. Yeah,
0: you you're going to buy something that you wear out to something. But is that true or is it something you wear every day all the time?
2: There are some pieces okay, as good. well. You no, know? okay. but uh, I guess you are more aiming for something. Okay. Yeah, it
0: makes you stand out. Yeah. as a uh, event project manager what message or experience do you hope uh, the attendees will take away from the ADE event both in terms of Johnny Blood's uh, brand identity and the larger cultural um, significance it represents
2: what a question (laughs) Mm -hmm. well I think we have all seen in corona times that the music industry uh, got hit really hard and we can see the importance of the cultural industry, actually, how how important is it for community, for people to be to really be able to have a space where they can be themselves, yeah. and simply to blow off some steam and escape reality? And this form of escapism was Johnny Blas' inspiration, and I think a lot of people uh, that work in the cultural industry uh, finally got more recognition like that now um but i think that's kind of the larger cultural significance
0: yeah Mm -hmm. nice we're gonna hear more from lizzie later on claire thanks for giving us the insight you know a little bit about you you know hopefully you learned a lot about my good friend here she's so wonderful to have her here um, on the show again and she's a Very good uh, Curator I've seen her And she puts a lot of love Into all the stuff That she does And uh, I've seen that She's even corrected me On a lot of things (laughs) Trying to get prepared for. (laughs) And I love it That she We can I love it that Her and I can You know Kind of just Get things done um, And not take offense To anything And she's She set the stage A little bit for It's What's the event called? It's called Nocturnal Moose Yeah?
2: (laughs) Yes What, what What is that? Well I think that's I think the girls from Johnny Bloods can explain that
0: now let us transition into the powerhouse behind the fashion magic and the mighty Johnny Blood with Lizzie Lizzie is going to be speaking to us Lizzie is one of the dynamic duels during the ship for Johnny Blood these talented sisters bring a poetic rhythm and a deep connection to the club culture and to their brand we're yeah (laughs) we're about ready to peel back the layers of creativity and style uncovering the roots of Johnny Blood, exploring the heartbeat of their fashion philosophy and understanding how they teamed up together with Claire to for an unforgettable event called Nocturnal Moose. Am I pronouncing that right? Muse, Muse Experience. Yeah. Well, this leads us into our interview with Johnny Blood. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, the dynamic duo Lizzie and Micah could not join us physically here at the podcast, but they have agreed to answer some interview questions that I prepared for them. So, with that said meet lizzie one of the dynamic duos steering the ship that is johnny blood the talented sisters bring a poetic rhythm and a deep connection to club culture into their brand we're about to peel back the layers of creativity and style uncovering the root of johnny blood exploring the heartbeat of their fashion philosophy and understanding how they teaming up with claire for an un forgettable nocturnal muse experience and with that understood please welcome from the johnny blood brand lizzie could you provide our listeners with an insight into the ethos and vision of johnny blood brand and how does these principles shape everything you do
3: hey roberto thank you for inviting us to your podcast and also for the listeners thank you for listening After many years of experience in the fashion industry we felt the urge to start a sustainable fashion brand focused on a niche market and designing fashion pieces we personally would wear ourselves. So it started as a very personal project, Uh, same as the name Johnny Blood. We are sisters and Johnny is the name of our father. Our father, a hippie in the 70s, blues singer and history teacher in his life, has always inspired us with his style and music. We are his blood, so we created the art alter ego Johnny Bloods. Our vision for Johnny Blood as a fashion brand is to create fashion collections that are ethical and unique. Our collections consist of a mix of categories. Um, we make designs that are crafted from leftover fabrics, uh, vintage upcycles, and this means that we use vintage pieces and we remake it into new designs and also locally produced creations from our atelier. Um, our commitment is to lead the way in edgy, sustainable fashion, empowering chains with inclusivity and responsible consumptions. We really want to focus on craftsmanship and transparency. The goal is to offer accessible, unisex collections inspired by nightlife culture and music we may say our pieces are sensuous and timeless.
0: The Johnny Blood brand is described as open-minded, artistic, sophisticated, confident, edgy, poetic, sustainable, aware, global. How does these values reflect in the event you're organizing for ADE?
3: We focus on an exclusive group of customers who are fashion forwards and open-minded and have passion for music. They go out into underground clubs and embracing gender fluid identities. This you can find in the choice of design, silhouettes, materials, and colors. We use materials like transparent mesh, leather look materials, and shiny fabrics. And the colors we use are a lot of black, white, bright red, and blue. Our choice of silhouettes are quite edgy, and we will reveal a lot of skin. And all this together gives a look that you don't see very often on the streets, on daily life. And therefore these looks are coming alive at night when you go to a place where you find like-minded people.
0: Can you share some highlights and key elements of the upcoming event at Johnny Blood Studio The School? What should attendees expect to experience? We're going
3: to presentate our new collection in the form of an exhibition, where we're going to present the clothes in a mix of arts installations and photography featuring our latest campaign shoots. This will take place at Studio Fuck. It's a creative space that is connected to Johnny Blood Studio. In an art studio it's possible to order or buy a Johnny Blood item, either from the new collection or previous ones. This makes it accessible where you first see the collection in an art presentation, and afterwards you have the possibility to shop the look and dress yourself for the night during Amsterdam dance event. During the entire evening there will be DJs performing, that is created by Sisukas. It will be the first mix of talents who will perform and play music that fits with our style and Johnny Blood's identity. At this event, we want to share an experience where arts, music, and fashion merge and where we bring our passions together.
0: Thank you so much, Lizzie, for representing Johnny Blood and Mike. I hope you're having a good time over there. Thank you both for taking the time out of your busy schedule at Fashion Week in Paris to be here on the Decisive podcast series. We get back to our regular schedule programming with Claire Granlund's interview right here on Decisive, episode number 89. Well, Claire, I am so excited to being there with you in Amsterdam this year. This is a turning point for me because I'm not spending all my time at the a music event this year. Uh I got some panels, but I'm looking forward to kind of like getting around and and experiencing more of Amsterdam, you know, and the club nightlifes and kind of uh, getting some more inspiration outside of the festival itself.
2: Yeah, and of course at uh, Nocturnal Muse, the, it's basically Nocturnal. the muse of the night, you know. So um, yeah, I'm also hoping we will see some, maybe some people from the podcast there uh yeah yeah send I'm, me a I'm gonna do
0: that i'm gonna do that yeah. i'm gonna um pass on your uh what is it you you got the you have the uh rsvp right tell them tell me about that yeah.
2: uh, we have an rsvp link because we cannot host everyone of course um but we do uh like to meet like-minded people um so um
0: yeah hope to see you okay, there everybody we'll put the link in below and then they can you guys are deciding how many people is it first come first serve or what how does it work
2: yeah everyone has to rsvp as quick as possible
0: (laughs) um at the location again is
2: the school which makes it extra special because um it's closing after new year so this is the last time we can oh no uh, also create something in the building of the school <laughs> where Johnny Blood has its atelier and where there are a lot of uh, other creatives in, uh, in a melting pot there. Um, so yeah, we're really gonna miss that place.
0: Yeah, I guess if it's going to be gone at the end of the year, then we have to really have a great time at this school this year. That just about wraps it up. Thanks so much, Claire, for being here on the Decisive Podcast series. We're looking forward to listening to your mix on SoundCloud as well. And uh, yeah, we'll finish out the program with your lovely sound. Thank you so much for being here today. And of course, I wish you nothing but the best in all your endeavors. And I'll see you soon.
2: Thank you for having me, Roberto. And I'm looking forward to see you during ADE. And here you play some tunes as well.
1: You're a subversives. You're thinking alternative ways. You're coming up with new ideas on how to lead this world out of the bloody mess it's in at the present time. Music will lead us on to opportunities. Music has extracted the mind. My little world
0: Decisive listeners, decisive members, wherever you are in the world, that just about wraps it up for another exciting episode of the Decisive Podcast series. We extend our heartfelt gratitude to Claire Granloon and Johnny Blood for being here with us today. Girls, your insights have truly adding an extra layer of magic to our podcast today as we gear up for the ade event get ready for nocturnal muse we invite you to stay tuned for future episodes filled with creativity inspiration and rhythmic pulse of the music and if you enjoyed today's episode don't forget to hit subscribe and share the decisive podcast with your fellow music enthusiasts hearing from you in the comments is very important don't forget that until next time stay inspired stay decisive and keep the creative vibes flowing thanks so much roberto q ingram peace out